Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast, broadcasting for the first time in probably over a year. Deep behind enemy lines, back in the windy city of Chicago in my defunct studio in the bedroom, too. God, my place is in fucking shambles, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute shambles, as is my life. This has been, God, the last week and a half has just been so fucking crazy. So I know I haven't been putting out a lot of episodes. I think it's probably been one a week for the last couple of weeks. For that, I do apologize I have just been dealing with one thing after another, putting out fires left and right. I've been traveling a lot. Uh, as I said, I'm, I'm back in Chicago for the time being. It's now Wednesday night. And, you know, this episode, I haven't really had time to be follow, like keeping up with the, the news and current events and everything to the point where I would normally... Uh, feel comfortable putting on an episode and giving you my thoughts on things. I'm just not uh, up to speed on all of this stuff right now. So this this episode is more just some announcements, some things that are going on, and uh, you know, <laughs> rants and ravings of a, a lunatic who is at the end of his rope. So uh, it is Wednesday night. Um, I am back in Chicago. I just got back into Chicago this morning. At the ass crack of dawn from uh, Buffalo, I tried. To, I made the mistake of trying to sneak off to Niagara Falls to, to meet some uh, Canadian friends of mine that I hadn't seen in a while, and that was just uh, everything that could go wrong with that went wrong. Everything that could have gone wrong with my flight uh, from Mexico to Chicago went wrong. Everything that ha could have gone wrong with my upcoming flight from Chicago to Panama has gone wrong. I have booked and rebooked every single flight that I've taken and that I will take two, two or three times. Like, it's costing me a fucking fortune. My head's going to explode. I have no idea, wh like, where everything is and where, where I'm going, where I need to be. Um... I got into Chicago last Thursday night, I believe it was last Thursday night, about six o'clock or so, and from then on, from that day forward, it has just been a nightmare, and um, so that that's what's been going on with me, that's why there haven't been podcasts, and uh, I, I've just been, what the hell have I been doing? I, I don't know, I am exhausted. <laughs> I am running on very little sleep, and I've been trying to do a few things with the Sayulita Super Spreader while traveling. 
also getting ready for upcoming traveling, booking flights, packing bags, and uh, trying to see people while I'm here, you know, friends and family. I'm also trying to get some medical stuff taken care of while I'm here because this is the first time I've been back in the States in like a, over a year, basically a year and a half. And uh, it's just been, <laughs> to make matters worse, before I realized I was going to do all this stuff, I promised my car to my sister who was coming in from out of town from the West Coast. And she's going uh, with, with her uh, boyfriend up to Ohio. So they took my car the day before I got here. And I, so I've been carless. I've been using my godmother's car. God bless her. She's been very helpful. And uh, it's just been very, very stressful. Very, very stressed out right now and uh, just anxious about everything. And just there's a lot of things that I'm worried about right now that are kind of out of my control. It's just sort of like, okay, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. And uh, yeah, so I, I do apologize for sort of being incommunicado for the last week or so. I did want to turn the microphone on just to touch base with you guys, let you know what's been going on, what's coming up. Because we do have some exciting, I have some good news too, just a, probably a lot more complaining than you guys are used to. And that's, I mean, I do a lot of complaining in general, so brace yourselves for that. But, you know, one of the things I do want to talk about today is traveling during this whole COVID fucking craziness. And that that's one of the things that's been causing me a lot of fucking headaches. Like, they have made travel, even for vaccinated people, ridiculously inconvenient and unnecessarily unnecessarily expensive. But if you're unvaccinated and you're not willing to bend the knee to the regime, then it gets even worse. So if we want to back up to last week, I was originally supposed to have to be in Chicago on November 3rd for some work stuff. And... I kind of knew that that plan was going to fall through and I wasn't actually going to have to be there in person. But, you know, trying to make things easier and anticipate, you know, trying to take care of things in advance rather than waiting to the last second, I booked a flight for November 2nd, right, uh, from PV to Chicago. From there, I was going to spend about a week in Chicago just, you know, taking care of some of the things. I mean, I left in a lurch here a, a year and a half ago. I just picked up and left. So the, the state of my condo here uh, is shockingly disoriented, it, uh, disorganized. Everything is just in fucking shambles. And when I say that, picture like the worst possible scenario. So I had a lot of things that I was trying to take care of over the last week when I, when I was going to get here. But it, then it turned out that I didn't have to uh, be here for work as I had initially thought, right? And then I had a decision to make. Was I going to go back to Chicago just to sort of deal with things and see some friends and family? Or was I going to stay in PV and just carry on from there? Well... I, as you guys know, I've been planning uh, a bit of a vacation. This has been the most stressful vacation so far I've ever taken. But I was, I was planning a vacation to, to go to Panama, pa uh, Panama City, Panama, uh, for starters, and then Bocas del Toros, and then uh, Guatemala for a little bit. So while I was booking this uh, Chicago trip, 
I was looking at flights, and the, the, the flights from Chicago to Panama were significantly cheaper than from anywhere else in Mexico to Panama. Now, I don't know exactly why that is, but we're talking like a matter of, you know, four four times the price, <laughs> okay? And when we initially looked at the, the Panama vacation, you know, I've been planning this one for a while. So I, I think probably back in, I don't know, August or so, I was I was eyeballing this this date for a, a vacation. We were looking for places to go, and and Panama seemed kind of cool. I've never seen the Panama Canal. I would like to see that and just hang out in one of those overwater bungalows for a while, relax a little bit. And and so you know we looked at you know the the travel restrictions and all that shit back then, and there were no really red flags. You know it was just. You might need a COVID test to, to get in, which is like, you know, that's what I do when I fly back to the States. Um, and then somewhere along the lines, the, uh, the status, the COVID status of the United States changed from just whatever to a high-risk country, all right? And when I was initially planning this trip, I wasn't planning on being in Chicago either, uh, on in the first week of November, so I was planning it at, at, uh, going from Mexico uh, to Panama, and then you know, like fast forward a few months later, and now I'm like, oh well, I'm gonna be in Chicago anyway. Maybe it's easier for me to get to Panama from Chicago, and it was at the time. So what I ended up doing right after I booked the Chicago flight for November second was book my flight to Panama for the following week. Then after I found out I wasn't going to have to travel for work, I had another decision to make. But, you know, then I had to look at flights again. And it still made sense, uh, at least monetarily, <laughs> with my wallet. It made sense to keep the Chicago trip and and fly from Chicago to Panama. The The only issue with that, I guess, was if I did go to Chicago on November 2nd, I would still have to bring all my work stuff to Chicago and work for a few days. And then if I'm going to Panama from there, then I have to schlep all my work stuff to Panama and to Guatemala and then back to Mexico when I'm done. And I want to do all that. So what I did with that first Chicago flight was push it a few days to November 4th, last Thursday, so that I could work during the week, not have to take my work stuff with me, and I could travel much lighter to uh, Panama City, etc. Right. <sighs> so I land last. Uh, well, let's go to my flight. <laughs> my flight last Thursday. It was one of those. I, I booked one of those hidden city flights on, on Skiplagged, and and th- and this was this was definitely just my fault for not really thinking it through, because. It, it was like such a cheap flight and that you know that's one of the reasons why I was willing to book it in advance you know it was like less than $200 one way direct but what that does is it puts you on a flight that's going from Puerto Vallarta to Toronto Canada all right and it stops in O'Hare and then there's a flight from O'Hare to Newark and then a flight from Newark to Toronto I'm just going to get on that first flight from PV to O'Hare and hop off and say bon voyage. Somebody that's trying to fly standby can take my seat, whatever. I know it's frowned upon with the airlines, but if you're not checking a bag, it can usually work out pretty well. The problem is, 
Canada are a bunch of fucking COVID Nazis. And they don't, their requirement for entering into Canada is not the rapid antigen test that you take to get into the United States. You have to get the PCR test. And the PCR test, not only is it exponentially more expensive, you know, it's like several hundred dollars uh, in, in some places. It's, it's uh, you know, if you want the quick results, I think it's even more than that. I, I don't even know, but it, it can take one to three days, I think, to get those results. And you have to have them within like 72 hours of traveling and all this shit. And that is not the test that I got to return to the United States. I got the, the rapid antigen test. And when I was reading all the, the check-in shit, and God, it's so annoying. Like, even just checking into a flight now, it's like a fucking 35-page questionnaire. All this COVID, blah, 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 COVID, blah, 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 vaccine, blah, blah, blah. All this shit that you got to fucking, did you do this? Did you do this? Are you aware of this? Are you aware of that? And I read through this fucking thing, and it told me. The, the, the thought eventually crossed my mind. I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to Canada. Do I need the PCR test? And it said to check into this flight that I just needed the any rapid any antigen test. So that's what I got. I probably should have tried to, once I got that, tried to upload the results. But I didn't want to upload the results of the the test into the system because I wanted to I wasn't even sure if they were gonna check it. And I was thinking, you know, sometimes they don't check these things. And sometimes they just glance at them and maybe I could reuse this test at some point, or I don't know. But so I, I just figured I would check in at the airport with my rapid antigen negative COVID test that I got the day before for entry into the United States. So when I go to check into my flight, they they will not, they would not or could not check uh, check me in and give me my boarding pass because they thought I was going to Canada and my COVID test was only good for the United States. Now, I went back and forth with them, you know, trying to, I was like, I'll get the test in the United States. I'm not going to Canada. I live in the United States. Just give me my boarding pass for, you know, PV to O'Hare and let me deal with the rest. Like, none of that was working. So then, you know, this is like 40 minutes before my flight. I'm at the airport with my stuff. I had to call the airline and have them rebook me. And basically take away all the savings for the the skip lag flight that I bought and rebook it, you know, pay them an extra 60 bucks and they'll let me on the exact same flight, the exact same plane. Everything's the same, (laughs) like nothing is changing, but now they can apparently book me and give me my boarding pass because they don't think I'm going to Canada anymore. Um, So that was the first little hiccup cost me a, a few at least a few Sauvignon Blancs in the lounge, in the airport lounge while I was waiting for my flight. Uh, anyway, th- so I, I, I touched down in Chicago, and uh, Friday I, got, I had a, a wonderful uh, little reunion with a couple of buddies of mine I got to meet, um, like my best friend's second kid that they just had, have a couple of drinks with him and another friend, and then I met my family for dinner, or part of my family, my parents and my sister, I got to meet my niece for the first time, who is just adorable, and my nephew, and I got to give them some some birthday gifts, belated and uh, early birthday gifts, because his is coming up, I think, in four days. Anyway, I had a really nice dinner, and then I was supposed to leave for Niagara Falls 
uh, Buffalo, Buffalo, New York on Saturday. I think that would have been the 7th. Oh, no, I had Saturday to myself. Saturday was the 6th. So that's when I'm like trying to pack everything up uh, for my, my trip the following week and get everything in order, deal with any uh, loose ends I have here. And, and then the following day, I was supposed to be off to uh, Buffalo, New York to, for a rendezvous with some Canadians who were going to drive across the border. The border was supposed to be open to them on November 7th, and I was going to do 7th to the 9th in Buffalo, back here on the morning of the 9th, and then I leave uh, for Panama on the 11th. Are your fucking minds just <laughs> spinning right now? Um, I, I feel like even just explaining it, I don't know if this is even entertaining as much as it is just confusing and dates and flights and everything like that. But the, for whatever reason, the United States pushed the Canadian border opening date from the 7th to the 8th. And so now I have to think about whether or not I want to spend a night by myself in Buffalo, wait for my Canadian friends to get on the 8th, spend one day with them, and then leave on the 9th. Uh, the ass crack of dawn on the 9th and whether or not the trip would be worth that or if I want to try to rearrange my dates on that and, and you know and push my flight to from the do the 8th to the 10th come back on the 10th and then have to like scramble to get everything done on the 10th before I leave for Panama on the 11th you guys with me so far to make matters worse I had I had booked two separate flights for uh, Buffalo because I had airline credits from other flights and cancellations and shit that have happened. So I had like, you know, American airline credits and then I had United credits. So I booked one flight, like a one-way flight to Buffalo using one airline credit. And then I booked the return flight uh, from Buffalo using uh, a different airline credit. And it ended up being like about the same price as a round trip ticket, but I got to use the credits from two different airlines. So it seemed to make sense at the time. But then when you're talking about pushing flights and changing, then I get two fucking flights to change. And and so I did end up doing that. I was in Buffalo from the 8th to the 10th, and the 10th is today. So I got in. Yeah, so I arrived uh, on the 8th, the night of the 8th, and then I came back uh, this morning. Now... One other thing that I forgot to mention is that the uh, the doctor things that I've been trying to line up, I, I do want to go see my dentist while I was here. The uh, The other thing was like I wanted to get this mole checked out. I'm a little concerned about this mole. And of course, like the, the uh, my, my friend here was like the first thing she said to me was like, you got to get that mole checked out. And so now I'm a little freaked out about this fucking mole and I have to find a, and this is, you know, this is Thursday. It's last Thursday, like right when I land. So I'm like, she's like, you got, you got to get the, we're going to get this taken care of. Like, we'll find you a dermatologist. And I was like, well, I don't have a fucking dermatologist. And you need like a referral to find a dermatologist. And well, how are you going to find a dermatologist on su such short notice when you have like a two day window? And then when I, when I check, you know, when you look at who's available, it's like they had availability on the 9th and they had availability on the 10th. And I was like, well, do I, do I keep my original Buffalo date? Do I cancel the Buffalo trip and just do this thing on the 9th? Um, and, and when do I get to get the... So long story short, I was going to try to cram everything into the 10th, which was today. I, I did find a, uh, like a nurse practitioner that I could go to take a look at that. And then I was going to... And that's on one side of the world, of course. And then I was going to drive to the other side of the world 
to uh, to see my dentist. And I, I'm just, I, I don't know, I'm just like really stressed. I, I don't like traveling really to begin with. All the moving pieces and, and just the problems that can come up and they always seem to come up. So it, it, I'm just like kind of an anxious, anxious traveler to begin with. But this whole, you know, the mole thing I was not planning on dealing with while I was here. Dentist, I was. But I was like, oh, okay, I'll have like, you know, three or four days while I'm here that I can get over to the dentist. It's not like a, a big deal. But trying to get into a dermatologist is. And that's, you know, that, that goes back to the whole healthcare um, insurance, health insurance issues that we have in this country that drive me absolutely crazy. And, and, and the COVID thing as well. You know, there's, there's very few... Uh, appointment opportunities because of of the whole COVID thing. What's worse is like the insurance that you use for this, right? You know, for years and years, you know, being the the paranoid guy that I was, I always had the the PPO insurance, which, you know, basically means you can use any doctor that you want when you need to see him. Because a, a couple of things, right? I was always worried about like something catastrophic happening played a lot of sports and things like that. You never know what's going to happen. So there's that. But also, I never had a doctor, really. Like, I had a doctor when I was a kid when my mom would, like, set everything up. But after I became a man, I, I never went to the doctor unless there was something wrong with me, right? And and that's why I like the PPO thing because you didn't have to have, like, this primary care physician that you're seeing constantly and yada, yada. Uh, a couple of years ago, I, I switched to from from the PPO to the HMO just because I was like, I've been paying all this money into the PPO. I never fucking use anything. I'm still young and healthy. And, you know, I'm, I'm, at the time I was in Chicago and it, it kind of made more sense to just cut, like get a primary care physician. And if you needed a referral, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, this is like three or four years ago, maybe three years ago. I don't know if it was four. So I ended up switching to that. And, and that's just causing all sorts of fucking headaches now when you have a really short, window of time to get something done and you don't really care like I don't need like the best dermatologist in the world I just need ad dermatologist right and you know it's just a lot easier you know if I had a derm I could see one while I was in Buffalo or you know one where I'm down in fucking pan you know the the options get exponentially uh greater when you have, uh, when you're not locked into a network and you don't have to get a referral before you see another doctor and all this shit. Anyway, while I was in Buffalo, you know, I get the email about my flight, my upcoming flight for Panama, right? And they're like, hey, you know, check, make sure you're like up to date on all the, the COVID travel restrictions and everything. And I was just like, I couldn't remember <laughs> after booking all these. I was like, do I need a COVID test to get into Panama? So I, I click on the thing. And sure enough, I need a COVID test. And so now I'm like, okay, that's one more thing I need to do on, on the one day that I'm back in Chicago. I suppose I could do it in Buffalo too. But it has to be within, now I think it has to be within 24 hours of your flight. After November 8th, I believe, I could be mistaken about this, but you have to get the test done within 24 hours of flying if you're unvaccinated. So I'm, I'm eyeing the 10th again. So now I'm COVID test, dentist, dermatologist on opposite ends of the world. Hopefully my flight, you know, gets in on time. There's no delays. There's no canceled flights. Who knows what's going to happen this day and age. And then, and then I read a little further down and it says, 
Panama has has updated their policy or their status of the following countries to high-risk countries, and the USA is in there now. I don't think the USA was in there the first time I checked, but I was also checking from the idea that I'd be traveling from Mexico, and that plan changed, and I didn't check it after that. And again, it's partially my fault, I suppose. But, you know, who's used to doing all... Like, these are all, like, ridiculous things that you have to consider now when you're traveling. And what the what that status means is that if... And this is... Oh, God, this is so retarded. So if you are vaccinated, you just have to present your vaccine card and the whatever, the scanning. It has to be scannable, I think, right? You have to pre present a valid vaccination card and they'll let you into the country. You don't even have to get a, a test or anything like that. If you are unvaccinated, not only do you have to present a negative antigen, antigen test to, to get onto your flight, you have to quarantine for three days at what, like some fucking flea bag hotel they're going to throw you into. Well, it might not even be a flea. It's probably like a really expensive touristy one right by the Panama Canal or something was what I was thinking it'd be. So a three-day quarantine followed by another test to after that three-day period to prove that you are still negative, and then they will allow you to carry on with your life. And I am finding, I'm reading this for the first time on Tuesday. So yesterday, yesterday, about 48 hours before my flight, I am, I am finding out that um, every arrangement that I've made for Panama is completely fucked. I would be flying from the U.S., which makes me high risk. I would be unvaccinated, which means I know, even if I'm tested negative, you still have to quarantine for three days in a hotel. And I've already booked accommodations for my first two days, and then I was supposed to travel across the country. So all, all these plans are like going out the window, and I'm trying to figure out, uh, you know, I almost just canceled the whole fucking thing. Except that I have somebody meeting me down there who's also bought non-refundable tickets and shit like that. And I didn't want to do that to them. And so now I'm looking, I'm like, okay, well, how can I get around the, all of this fucking ridiculousness? All, all of this COVID shit. Like, I've just, I've already taken a COVID test two days ago. I don't have COVID. I could land, I could literally land, it said this in the, you know, in the information page. You could land in in uh, Panama, take a test on site. The test comes up negative. They will still make you quarantine for three days. Now, if it comes up positive, they make you quarantine for two weeks. This is absolutely ridiculous. And, and you know, they're doing that, that same assumption that everybody does where, oh, you're vaccinated? You're obviously COVID-free. Now, everybody that listens to this show knows for a fucking fact that that just ain't true. It just ain't true. I'd much rather take a negative test over somebody who was vaccinated six months ago. Uh, I mean, this is the insanity that is like, you know, none of these rules make any sense unless you look at it from the, the perspective that it's all about control. Oh, you've been you vaccinated. OK, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can fly in here, just show us your vax card and go on with your life. Now they have just as enough, uh, just as much of a chance as being COVID positive than I do, except that I would be there presenting them with a negative test that says within the last 24 hours I tested negative for this shit. How about that? 
oh, we don't care about that. Apparently, these tests are completely worthless because if they meant anything, then you you could take one right when you land, be negative, and they could be like, okay, you don't have to quarantine because you, you don't have COVID. But apparently, uh, I don't know, maybe they're like worried the incubation period or something is going to kick in, and then I'm going to go about spreading all of this COVID around their country. So you got to quarantine for three days to make sure and then test again, all at your own expense, by the way. And, you know, like some of these tests, you know, it's like 50 bucks, I think, to get it, to get the test on there. It's like between 20 and 40, depending on where you do it in Mexico. And like I said, if it's a PCR test, it's a lot more than that. But that, I mean, that shit adds up if you're taking fucking tests left and right. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to tell you guys what my Canadian friends had to do just across the fucking border. I, you know what? They might even still be stuck there. I haven't um, I haven't talked to them in a while, but so they had to take a test across the border. The first of all, they had to wait till fucking midnight, you know, on the on the eighth, midnight. As soon as the clock strikes midnight on the eighth, they can try to cross the border. You know, they're driving like an hour from where they live in Toronto, like an hour and a half or something. It's it's so close and so ridiculous. So they need a test to get through there. Then to get back into Canada, they need a PCR test. Right. Um, And the PCR test can take one to three days, like they say one to two days for your results. And it has to be valid. It's only valid for 72 hours. And so they, uh, you know, the first day in uh, when they got to Buffalo on the 8th, they, they go and they get the they got you can go get a free one. We have free ones. If you just tell them like you don't have insurance or something, they just give it to you for free. If you have insurance, they built your insurance company. But so you can get the free one. But the, as of like a few hours ago, they were still waiting on their fucking results, and they had to check out of the fucking hotel. And now they're like, they might be stuck in Buffalo for another day while they wait for these test results. And then the test results are going to come through, and it's going to be more than seventy-two hours, and they're going to be fucking worthless, and they have to do it again. Like they could just be fucking stranded. In Buffalo, New York, eating buffalo wings and shit, looking at the Niagara Falls, which were gorgeous, by the way. But like, this is so fucking stupid. Just so that they can get back into their country. <sighs> anyway, we're what? Uh, yeah, so the whole Panama thing. So now I'm in like full fucking panic mode. I'm like, well, I, like, I, I have these flights booked. I was supposed to leave from from Chicago the morning of the 11th and then I had like a really long layover in Fort Lauderdale I was going to hang out with a friend of mine who lived there and then I fly from Fort Lauderdale to to Panama City Um, if I do that flight uh, my whole Panama trip is basically fucked (laughs) if I don't want to do that flight I got to figure out you know what the cost benefit analysis of all this stuff is like how much is it going to cost me to change that flight and then change everything else what I ended up doing, and I can't, you know, like flying back to, to PV was not the right idea because the flights to PV are expensive. Uh, one-way tickets to PV last second are expensive. The tickets for one-way tickets from PV, and these are all one-ways, obviously, because I'm hopping around, hopping around. What I ended up doing was I was able to find a really cheap flight from Chicago to Cancun. Now, to fly back into Mexico, I don't need a COVID test. Now, isn't that interesting? Mexico is not listed as a high-risk country from Panama's perspective, but they just let everybody come in. Anybody comes in, you don't even need a COVID test. The U.S. is considered high-risk, but in order to get into the U.S., you at least have to test negative. All this, None of this makes any sense to me. But anyway, so 
instead of flying out Thursday and having a 12-hour layover in Fort Lauderdale, I am now flying out Friday morning to Cancun, Chicago to Cancun. When I land in Cancun, uh, go through customs, get my bag, get a COVID test because I need a COVID test to board my flight from Cancun to Panama. But I can't get the COVID test here in the U.S. because then they'd know I'd been in the U.S. in the last 15 days. But this, this is like what, this is what you have to go through now. This is all, this is all to avoid uh, getting vaccinated. And to me, it's worth it. Um, but it, it's causing me a great deal of anxiety. And so the, the cheapest flight that I could find from Cancun to Panama was another hidden city flight. So that's got me fucking nervous again because the hidden so the hidden city flights you can't you can't check a bag or it's going to end up in this case it would end up in Costa Rica. All right? So if it's like a full flight and you know they do that thing like when you're like right at the gate be like oh it's too full we need to check your bag. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I mean, I'm taking one bag that's like, you know, typical carry-on size. It's like a big like a bigger backpack, but it's the size of like a carry-on luggage. And then I'm taking like a like a smaller backpack that would be your personal item, and and so that's got me super worried. The, the what, am I gonna have enough time? I think I have a three hour window when I land in Cancun to get through customs, get the COVID test, get the results, get my boarding pass, like go through security again, and get on the plane to to Panama. And then there's the there's an issue with like I don't I I still haven't gotten like a straight answer on whether or not they're gonna bust my balls about a visa about getting a visa to Costa Rica. I don't think you need one, but so that's like another sort of unknown. So there's basically three things that can go wrong and totally fuck me on this, and I'm gonna be stranded in Cancun, and uh, I'm I'm really stressed out about that. So that's where we are. How that's my travel plan now. So. Um, I'm leaving Friday. It gives me an extra day here, which is nice because that allowed me to get the referral that I needed to see a dermatologist. I, you know, I went today, I went this afternoon to go see somebody to get the referral. So I got that. Um, I, I still haven't made it to the dentist yet. I'll probably just stop in there tomorrow and see if they can just take me as a walk-in. But the, the other thing um, that I need to address today is the Cellulita Super Spreader. Now, there's, uh, there's a couple announcements with that. Some of it's good. Some of it's probably bad. Um, it's just, you know, it, it is what it is. So we basically had to, to make a few decisions over the last uh, week or two regarding the, the lineup for that. And uh, Michael Rechtenwald will not be joining us in uh, Sayulita. There were, there were just a couple issues. I can't really get into it, but um, unfortunately, and you know, he wanted to come. I wanted him to come. It's just, it's just not going to work out. Um, at, at this point, it's just not in the cards. So he had to pull out as well. Uh, Martha Bueno had a scheduling conflict. Something came up with this other uh, Cuban thing that she's involved in, and it was like a great opportunity for her. So she's out as well. Um, Anthony Samaroff, who had been on the podcast. He's the Scottish guy. He does the Scottish Libertarian podcast. Um, he's he's written a couple books. He's been on the Tom Woods show a bunch of times. He's going to be joining us. So that's that's the good news. Anthony's coming down. We lost, uh, you know, we lost two. We picked up one, and we're doing a a live event 
tomorrow afternoon. You should all tune into this. It's going to be uh, me, Mark Claire, Buck Johnson, and Clint Russell of the uh, Liber- uh, Liberty Lockdown podcast. We're doing a live, I don't know what the hell, you know, one of these live things that Mark set up. We're going to talk about the event. We're going to give some more updates, you know, uh, try to make one big push here. We're, we're a month out to the day, you know, one month from today is the Sayulita Super Spreader. So we're, we're trying to, you know, get things going with that. So I, I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be really fun. I, I'm probably only going to have about an hour to hop on with those guys, unfortunately, because I got all this other shit I got to do tomorrow. Um, so I, I basically have to be somewhere uh, like in, you know, as far away as you can imagine to go for a, a doctor's appointment. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's really throwing a wrench in the works. But anyway, we're going to do a, a live thing at noon tomorrow. We're going to start at noon Central Standard Time. I'm going to hop on with those guys. It should be a lot of fun. So make sure you tune into that. That will have all of the updates for the event and everything like that. And we're going to, you know, uh, just talk about the the whole event, the, our plans for it, you know, shoot the breeze, try to you know, promote the whole thing and get it going. And um, really looking forward to that. I, I, I like all those guys. I haven't really talked to them in person in a while. It's been a bunch of messages back and forth. And and they've been really helpful and flexible and everything like that. So that's great. Uh, that's, you know, the, the whole super spreader thing looming one month out has also put sort of uh, another uh, cloud of anxiety <laughs> hanging over me. But uh yeah, goddamn, man, this COVID stuff, it, it, it really is frustrating because you know it's not doing anything. And you know it's, it's clearly, it's clearly not about what they, what they think. Like Panama to me is just the best example like of, of the, the, the two classes of citizens that they're setting up. The ones who have been vaccinated can do whatever the hell they want. The ones who haven't, well... We're gonna make your life a living fucking hell, <laughs> and it's like you're gonna spend three of your vacation days quarantined. I, I I mean, and then you know it probably takes another day to get your fucking test done. Who knows how chaotic? Then you gotta wait for the results and everything like that. I guess maybe the rapid one, but it's like you're you're spending almost a week of your vacation just sitting around doing nothing and taking COVID tests. And I gotta check in. I gotta check in with my. Canadian friends, see if they actually were able to get back into their country yet. Uh, I mean, that's that's a fucking nightmare. So not only is that test that they take uh, ridiculously expensive, it takes forever to get your results, and they might have to, you know, they might have to book another hotel room for for the night. And they're all vaccinated. They're all fully vaxxed. So it doesn't make a difference to Canada if you're vaccinated or not. You still got to present this PCR test. And only the PCR test is what we're going to take. Which, if you remember from this show, is not supposed to be used for diagnostic purposes. Uh, the, the the cost that they're they're putting on the average person just to travel around a little bit is really, it's really something. Everyone's like, oh, why don't you just get the vaccine? Just get the vaccine. You're missing the fucking point. You're missing the point. It's not about the vaccine as much for me as it is about the force and and the principle of it. You know, I, I got into a fight with one of the, you know, my vaccinated Canadian friends. I was just like, the, the, it's the principle of it. Where, where does it stop? If they can say you can't enter the country unless you inject yourself with this, where does it stop? What else can they tell you to do? 
and I am not prepared to to bend over for them in that sort of way. So anyway, that's what's been going on with me for the last week. I have just been going crazy, arranging and rearranging travel plans and flights and canceling flights and oh, that was you know that was another beautiful thing. Just to add a little more fun to my uh, to my trip this week was uh, this morning. My my flight from uh, Buffalo to Chicago was another hidden city trip. <laughs> All right. So, so I, I I might be pushing my luck with these things, but you know, it's it going from Buffalo to O'Hare at six a.m. and then from O'Hare to Fort Lauderdale, which I was originally supposed to go to. Kind of interesting, but I couldn't. I wasn't able to check into the flight online. Even though for domestic travel, you still don't need any ma- uh, any uh, COVID tests or anything like that. If it's just from state to state, you just hop on the plane. And by the way, Buffalo, a much better attitude, culture toward the, um, toward the whole COVID thing. There's no mask mandate or anything like that. We stayed at this uh, the, the Seneca Falls Resort Casino. It's like right near the, the falls there, and there's a casino in there, which is a lot of fun. And you just, I walked in, you know, I just put my mask on because I was like, oh, I'm in the United States and most places are fucking nuts about this. And I see people walking around without masks. I was like, oh, nice, nice. There's no mask mandate. And uh, man, they've been hurting. Buffalo has been getting fucking killed with this shit because they've made it such a pain in the ass for all these Canadians to come over there. I think that's where a lot of their industry would come from. You know, Canadians would go over for the day hang out in Buffalo, see the falls, go to the casinos, whatever, and then drive back. They can't do that shit anymore. But so I wasn't able to check into my flight online for some reason. It just said you had to see an agent at the at the airport. Now, I'm immediately, being the paranoid traveler that I am, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it's because I booked one of these hidden city flights. And, you know, they're like, they want me to like book it in, like uh, you know, check in in person or something, so they can ask me if I'm actually going to Fort Lauderdale or something. I don't know. It's never actually been an issue except for the whole COVID testing thing. So I'm doing all this stuff on my old phone, by the way. Bear that in mind. Like I don't have a computer. I'm on my old cell phone. I did fix my new cell phone. Update on that. I was having the glue set while I was in Buffalo. I fixed that fucking thing. Was not that hard. Cost me $60, not 3,000 fucking pesos. So that's a win. But I'm doing this on an old phone. You know, it's like every time you click on something, there's like a 13 second delay. It's like super frustrating. And when I can't check in online, I tried like three times. Then I called. I called the airline because I was like, I I don't want to have to go to the airport without my boarding pass and have to like sit in a line at four o'clock in the morning just to get a boarding pass because, you know, let me let me call somebody. And I get on the, you know, I'm on hold for a while, and I talk to a guy, and he tries to book me in too, and he's not able to do it. And he can't figure out why I can't do it either. And so he basically just tells me, like, you, like you're fucked. You got to go, and you got to check in at the airport. Now, I again, I don't know why they can't, like, you work for the airline, you're on the phone with me, just check me in. And they're just like a check-in button. This is so, he was doing the same thing I was doing. And I was like, don't you have other resources? <laughs> like, you actually work there. Why are you doing the exact same thing that I'm doing? Anyway, so that was, that was fun. You guys know how much I like to talk on the phone. I especially like to talk on the phone to airline, you know, companies and stuff and be on hold forever. Always a good time. But so now 
you know, my flight's at 6 a.m. It boards at like, I don't know, 5.30 in the morning. It takes at least a half hour to get to the airport. And now they want me to check in before, you know, with somebody. And I have no idea what the line's going to be like. I'm not checking a bag. I just need a fucking boarding pass. Uh, so that's great. I just, you know, uh, just add another, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of of stress in my in my morning and make sure I'm there at like 4.30 now or 4. Yeah, I tried to get there by 4.30 a.m. for my 6 a.m. flight on a Thursday. On a, no, on a Wednesday? What day is it? Yeah, it's Wednesday. On a Wednesday from Buffalo to Chicago. And of course, I get there a little after 4.30 and it is a fucking shit show. There is a goddamn line there, there's like four different lines. There's tons of people there. And it's like an hour and f- 20 minutes before my flight takes off. And I take one look at this thing and I'm thinking to myself, well, I, I'm going to miss this flight. And I'm going to be totally fucked because they're going to want to put me on the next flight to Fort Lauderdale from Buffalo. And I'm going to have to figure out that whole mess. I'm going to miss my doctor's appointment today. All this shit is like running through my mind. And I'm trying to figure out which line to get in. Because the the line, it was American Airlines, the line had gone so far that it was like merged with the security line. And so there's people from both, you know, like, oh, this is a security line. There's other people, no, this is American. And it, I mean, it didn't really matter because I had to get into it at some point anyway, and I wasn't going to make the flight. It turns out that American Airlines like online booking system was completely down. Nobody was able to to book and uh, to check into their flights, nobody. So they had two six a.m. flights. One was going from Buffalo to Chicago. The other one was going from Buffalo to Charlotte, and none of these people had checked in yet. And uh, man, they all had fucking luggage, like big ass fucking suitcases and shit. And American Airlines has two, count it, two people working the counter. That's marvelous. That's marvelous. So we're starting to see all of these issues that we talk about on this podcast and in libertarian circles, staffing shortages, labor shortages, rear their ugly hats, minimum wage issues. There's a reason why there's only two fucking people working there. I mean, yes, it is 4.30 in the morning, not the most popular shift, but you've known for at least a goddamn day because I was trying to check in the day before, that your online check-in, check-in thing is not working. So I'm sorry, if you're any sort of a competent airline, you get a couple more people to work the fucking shift to check people into their fucking planes. And they had nobody there. They had nobody. It was a fucking disaster. And I, I mean, that could have something to do with it being at 4.30 in the morning, but or just them being incompetent. But I'm I'm leaning more towards like the whole like why you know they have eight different fucking spaces for their desks you know the, to check people in and only two people work. It's like when you go to the grocery store and there's only like one cashier working and they have fourteen fucking checkout aisles. Well, why is that? It's because of the minimum wage. It's because nobody wants to work these jobs. It's because they're making more money sitting at home than uh you know from the government than they would. Uh, you know, going to work and, and making an honest living. And that actually came up when I was eating. I went to this like really famous uh, Buffalo place that's, I think it's becoming pretty uh, well known now. It's like run by this mom and pop. You might have seen them on Barstool Sports, Wing Nuts. They were pretty good wings. They were pretty good wings. Their sauces could, use, some of their sauces could use a lot of work, but the, the wings themselves were like perfectly cooked. 
And the guy was telling, like, you could just tell this guy was at the end of his rope because he's banging out, you know, thousands of wings a night all by himself because he can't get any fucking staff there. Um, and, you know, they're barely making ends meet after this whole COVID thing. Anyway, so this line is moving at the pace of a fucking snail. I'm sitting there just looking at the clock, wringing my fucking hands because all I need is a boarding pass. All I need is a boarding pass. But you can't do that thing where it's like, hey, you know, what time's your flight? Do you have like a noon flight? Do you mind if I cut in front of you? Because everybody had the 6 a.m. flight. Everybody was in the same fucking shitty situation. There was nobody there like four hours before their flight um, that was like in front of you in line. And so the, the line's moving a little bit. And I get right up to like the area next to the priority um, pass people for American, which had a much shorter line. And somebody like came over and they're like, I think they're just letting anybody into the pri like just hop in the priority thing. They don't care. They'll, they'll book you. And so like three people jumped into that line. There's a couple in front of me that I was talking to and she, you know, she sent her boyfriend or husband or whatever into that line and she was staying put. And, and I asked her, I was like, listen, I'm going to jump into that line too. If this doesn't pan out, can I uh, get my spot behind you again? She's like, yeah, sure. So while I was talking to her, one lady got in front of me, in between me and her, 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 uh, uh, that lady's boyfriend or whatever. So it's me and there's like, you know, 10 or 15 people ahead of me, which is a lot better than like the 150 that were ahead of me before. But we're getting, you know, it's after five now. It's probably about 5.15. And the line's moving faster, at least the priority line is. And we did, hit, you know, I saw the people that hopped over there who didn't have priority. They got through. So I'm like, all right, this, this line's working. Now we just need to get, you know, get some fucking people checked in so I can get up to this counter. And then the fucking lady that hopped in front of me, she was hopping in for her entire goddamn family. It was like six people. They all had like two gigantic fucking suitcases that they were checking. It was torture. I'm standing there. I'm one person away. It's after 5.30 now. It's almost 5.40. The flight is supposed to take off in 20 minutes. And they're checking like 12 bags ahead of me. And all I needed was my goddamn boarding pass. But it did work out. I did get my boarding pass. And I, you know, I, one of the things that I didn't want to do was link it. You know, when you do these hidden city flights, I usually don't like log in and use my miles or something. And I don't give them my TSA pre-check number. Just, you know, I don't want to get like flagged or something for like just skipping flights or whatever. I don't know if that's a thing or it could just be me being paranoid. But at this point, I was like, I can't miss this flight. I can't go through the regular security line. It would take too long. And so I had her put my uh, TSA pre-check number on there so I could breeze through security at about 543 and um, run to this gate and board the, the plane. Um, I did board the plane. <laughs> you know, I, I had the middle seat, of course, but my row was empty. The plane, you know, people had stopped boarding. My row was still empty, and all these other people were rearranging, you know, moving over, because it wasn't a full plane. Or maybe it was, and there's just a bunch of people that weren't able to get checked in. And that's probably more likely. You know, it, it seemed like they had closed the door. I guess they didn't announce it yet, right? And then they're like, three people come onto the plane. And they all walk by me. And I'm like, okay. And then they make an announcement. There's like, there's four people who check bags who they're going to wait for. 
because they checked a bag, but they didn't check into the flight and or they hadn't gotten on the plane yet. And it was easy for them to wait instead of uh, pulling, trying to pull their bags off the plane or whatever. And so now we're waiting. It was supposed to be like 10 minutes. It ended up being like an extra half hour uh, for these four people. And I don't even know if they actually showed up, but like right after they made that announcement, these two chicks walked in. The last two people that I saw enter the plane. And of course, they were in my row. And of course, one of them was morbidly obese. Morbidly obese. My favorite. My, my favorite. The person that spills over into two, speeds, two seats, needs a seatbelt extender, all that shit. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I was so relieved just to be on the fucking plane. I didn't, and I was so exhausted. I just didn't care. I, I didn't care enough to like let it bother me as much, so... I don't know, maybe I'm growing. <laughs> but I just thought that was hilarious. Just one more thing, John, on on your uh your most stressful fucking flight at four thirty in the morning. Here's a uh four hundred and fifty pound chick to sit next to you. <laughs> and uh anyway, I don't know, that's all I got. <laughs> I think I've been talking about flights for fifty five minutes. I, I apologize. Yeah, that's all I got. So um Wish me luck with all of this stuff. I, um, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm a little stressed out right now. A little stressed out. But hopefully, you know, if I can just make it to Panama, I think I will be overcome with, with a lot of joy and relief. And speaking of that, since I know Friday is supposed to be our happy hour, and we got some new people in the happy hour group that I'm really excited with about, but I don't think I'm going to be able to do it Friday. I mean, my flight's supposed to get in at like 5 or 6 o'clock Panama time. I'm not even sure what time zone that is. So let's, um, you guys want to do it Saturday? I, I'm sure I, I could do it for a couple hours on Saturday if you guys want to do it. So let's plan on that. We'll plan on the, the regularly scheduled happy hour being on Saturday this week instead of Friday. And we'll shoot for the same, I'll, I'll, whatever 6.30 Central Standard Time is, that will be the, the, the time that we do it, at least right now. If anything changes with that, I will send out an email to everybody in the happy hour group. And again, if you guys want to get into that, you just got to go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com, click on the support the show tab, and set up a recurring monthly donation. And as soon as you do that, I will invite you every other Friday, and in this case, Saturday, to the, to the happy hour. And it is a lot of fun. I, God, could I use a fucking drink. And uh, I'm excited to see you guys. It, it feels like it's been a lot longer than two weeks since we had one. So th this, uh, yeah, this the last two weeks for me have been... Quite a ride, quite a ride, but I think it's all going to work out and it will all be a lot of fun, uh, especially this Sagulita uh, Super Spreader. Don't forget we're doing that live event tomorrow at noon, so that's going to be Thursday, if, I don't know when you're listening to this, the 11th at noon, live event. Um, I don't know what, I'll probably send the link out to the happy hour group if you guys want to, yeah, I'll try to do that. Hit up Mark Claire on Twitter or something like that. I'm sure if you don't, if you follow him, he'll be tweeting about it. If you follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction, I'll, I'll put that out there as well. But I think that's going to be a fun little thing. I think that's it. I don't know. Uh, I'm exhausted. I can't believe I talked this long about flights. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I do apologize. I am. Uh, I might be delirious right about now. I've, I'm on very little sleep. But yeah, get your Sayulita Super Spreader tickets. 
we are running one more since uh, since Anthony hopped on board. I gave him uh, a promo code for uh, for ten percent off for almost like a flash sale type thing. The promo code is Red Bill R E D B is in boy I L L. Not to be confused with Red Pill. Red Bill will get you ten percent off your Sayulita Super Spreader tickets. Come on down and join us in Sayulita, Mexico. You'll get a little teaser of what you can expect tomorrow, uh, the 11th at noon, with me, Buck Johnson, Clint Russell, and the great Mark Clare of the Lions of Liberty. We're going to be shooting the breeze for as long as I can tomorrow about that event and about what's going to transpire, I guess you could say. Like I said, flying into Mexico is a breeze from the U.S. You don't need a test to fly into Mexico. You can just fly right in. Uh, you'll you'll need a test to get back into the U.S., but getting that test is also really fucking easy in Mexico. Um, they'll also take a doctor's note or, or something like that, but uh, you can do it right next to the airport for 20 bucks, and they'll get you your results in 30 minutes. So uh, all the stuff I'm talking about, you know, being in... Uh, hell, trying to book travel plans and stuff. None of that actually applies to the Sayulita Super Spreader. Believe me, that this is um, uh, everything should probably go fine. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's it's really easy. They make it easy to get to tourist destinations in Mexico. That's what one of the reasons why it's such a great uh, place to be, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have the event there. So don't 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 stress out about that. You guys will be fine. And then next week is um, I'm going to start doing the episodes with Justin. I'm going to bring him on as co-host to uh, sort of help me get through this uh, this uh, transitionary period here where I'm traveling around a lot and I'm really looking forward to those episodes. So if you guys can uh, tune into that, support the show, buy your Sayulita Super Spreader tickets, I will be back next week with a brand new formatted, brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.